Pokemon, Smash Brothers, and the U.S. military? This and more this week on 8-Bits for the week of December 2nd, 2022. Welcome to 8-Bits, a weekly podcast bringing you 8-Bits of video game news fast. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. First, a big block of Nintendo news. Just before the big holiday spending weekend in the United States, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet launched on Nintendo Switch to become one of the fastest-selling games in history. Launch was not without its issues, as many reported and published videos online of multiple visual and occasionally game-breaking bugs in the game. The first patch to the game went live this week and is set to address many issues, as well as beginning the first season of ranked battles in-game. The patch notes end with a statement from Nintendo saying, quote, We are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the game. Nintendo has shut down the Smash World Tour, the largest grassroots Smash Brothers event series in the world. The event has grown to the scale of becoming one of the largest fan-run events series not just in the fighting game community, but in all of esports. The organizers were sent a notice from Nintendo that the series was no longer allowed to operate just before Thanksgiving in the US last week, leaving over 6,400 events in limbo. Representatives for the Smash World Tour said that talks with Nintendo had been positive over the years up until being sent the sudden notice. Despite Nintendo signing an official agreement with tournament organizers Panda Global for an official Smash Bros. Ultimate series. Speaking to Kotaku, a spokesperson for Nintendo says, quote, Unfortunately, after continuous conversations with Smash World Tour, and after giving the same deep consideration we apply to any potential partner, we were unable to come to an agreement with Smash World Tour for a full circuit in 2023. Nintendo did not request any changes to or cancellation of remaining events in 2022, including the 2022 championship event, considering the negative impact on the players who were already planning to participate. The team from Smash World Tour refuted the claim, saying the company not only denied a licensing agreement for the 2022 series, but amended the 2022 contract to include 2023 as well. On top of the company saying they were very aware of the ramifications of the forced cancellation of the events. Since the release of the official statement, Smash Brothers streamers and pro players have already begun boycotting the game, alongside Panda Global sponsored events, leaving the future of the Smash Brothers pro scene in limbo. The second trailer for the upcoming Super Smash Bros. movie went live this week, featuring the first look at Princess Peach, Donkey Kong, and Yoshis. Princess Peach, voiced by Anya Taylor-Joy, takes a more proactive role, acting as a de facto war general for the Toads. Showing off some of the film's depictions of powers from the series, Peach pulls a flame from one fire flower among a field of flowers in one scene, alongside Mario flying through the air in a tanuki suit. In a separate clip released in the Netherlands, Mario and the Toads can be seen traversing the series' iconic pipes, like a city-wide transit system. Finally, the trailer concludes with the unexpected addition of Mario Kart, as Mario drives a version of his kart from the original Super Nintendo title along a rainbow road with many of the film's characters racing behind him. The movie is set to launch on April 7th, 2023. Revealed this week, Infinity Nikki 
is an open-world dress-up RPG spin-off of a mobile dress-up game with some real talent behind it. The game is being led by Kentaro Tominaga, a designer on the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and the director of the expansion pass for the game. The core gameplay involves adventuring and platforming around an open world to solve puzzles, all while changing outfits to fit the adventure. Different outfits will give protagonist Nikki different abilities to assist in her adventure. Previous games in the series simply involved dressing up Nikki with vague story elements to pursue, with gacha mechanics used to draw in players into spending real money to unlock new outfits for Nikki. While previous games in the series were published by Tencent on mobile, the upcoming game will be self-published by the studio. Infinity Nikki does not have a release date or even a release window, but is set to launch on PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and mobile devices sometime in the future. And now for a word from our sponsor. The U.S. Army is spending millions on video games. The military marketing machine is no secret with the amount of advertisement present on cable TV and the internet, but in a new report published by Vice's Motherboard, the outlet found the exact budget for esports and video game-based marketing buys. The documents acquired through a Freedom of Information Act request were specifically focused on Gen Z aged 18 to 24, women, and black and Hispanic audiences. This includes $1 million for an esports tournament on Twitch, $675,000 for the WWE, and even $600,000 directly to gaming news outlet IGN, alongside nearly $1 million for the Call of Duty League esports series and Halo TV series on Paramount+. Another branch of the military, the U.S. Marine Corps, has an existing marketing partnership with the Halo Championship series. While the audience is said to target 18-24 to year-olds, the actual audiences for Twitch as a platform and the Call of Duty video game audience tends to skew toward the younger teen audience. Some of the ad buys mentioned that the documents were ultimately cancelled as the Army pulled sponsorship of the Call of Duty League in the wake of the sexual harassment allegations at the company in summer 2021. The full 51-page document is available on Vice. The upcoming Witcher remake will be a lot more than a simple remaster. In an investor meeting this week, CD Projekt Red announced that the game will be a quote, story-driven single-player open-world RPG. The modern reimagining of the game will skew closer to the gameplay loops and mechanics found in the acclaimed third entry of the series. The original was a primarily linear adventure, as was The Witcher 2. While the remake is still in early production, the next-gen version of The Witcher 3 is coming soon after many delays. In a livestream last week, the company outlined changes and updates coming to the game for next-gen consoles, including higher fidelity textures, ray tracing, and performance and visual modes to focus on frame rate or resolution respectively. The update will also add new quality of life features, such as decluttering the game's map and adding button shortcuts to sign magic instead of a radial menu. The update launches on December 14th. Some updates to the biggest story of the year, Acquisition Blizzard. In the EU courts, Sony continues to argue the importance of Call of Duty. When Microsoft lawyers claimed that Sony's first-party outings were better than theirs, the company also pointed that dozens of alternative military shooters exist to be played on PlayStation, including Sony's own SOCOM franchise. Sony countered by pointing out the underwhelming response to EA's Battlefield series, including the most recent Battlefield 2042. While Xbox's Phil Spencer has been vocal about not wanting to make Call of Duty exclusive, in order to make good on this word, Microsoft is reportedly willing to sign a 10-year contract to ensure the Call of Duty franchise continues on other platforms. According to Reuters, 
The contract is just one of a series of concessions the company is willing to make to ensure the deal goes through. The concessions come at a time when the U.S. Federal Trade Commission is also planning on filing an antitrust suit in order to block the $69 million acquisition deal. Finally this week, the Game Awards are less than a week away and the annual celebration of games has started announcing their slate of guests and performances. First, Naoki Yoshida, producer of Final Fantasy XIV and the upcoming Final Fantasy XVI, will be showing, quote, a very special live presentation. Studio Hazelight founder and game director Yosef Fares will also be presenting an award. As for performances, artist Hozier will be performing his song from God of War Ragnarok. While the show has sold out of tickets to attend in person, the event will be live-streamed across effectively every platform imaginable. One of the platforms to watch on, Steam, has a very special incentive for viewers. Valve will be giving away one of the highest-tier Steam decks every minute of the show to a viewer watching on Steam. The Game Awards' other event, Summer Game Fest, also announced this week the date for the first in-person event at the Los Angeles YouTube Theater on Thursday, June 8, 2023. Today, Space Horror Adventure The Callisto Protocol launches on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, alongside graffiti arcade racer Need for Speed Unbound and superhero strategy RPG Marvel's Midnight Suns on PC and next-gen consoles. Looking forward to next week, on December 6th, scary suburban stealth sequel Hello Neighbor 2 launches on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, alongside the official release of construction management roguelike Dwarf Fortress on PC. On December 8th, the updated and ray-traced version of Portal, Portal with RTX, launches on PC. Finally, rail-based horror adventure Choo Choo Charles launches on PC on December 9th. Outside of games, on December 6th, Deep Silver and Dam Buster Studios will be hosting a showcase for Dead Island 2, promising to show some action, gore, and zombies. And on December 8th, the 2022 Game Awards will take place in Los Angeles, California. And that's it for this episode of 8-Bits. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to. I'd really appreciate it. To stay updated with everything from the show, feel free and follow us on Twitter at 8BitsGG, that is at the number 8BITSGG. You can also follow me personally on Twitter at Frankie Godoy, that is at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. More news on other socials coming in the future. But otherwise, that's really it. So once again, thanks for listening and have a good rest of your week. (music) 